Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can get a copy of this program and other helpful documents. And now, it's time for Carrie McCoy to get up in your business. Hello, I'm Carrie McCoy, and thank you for tuning in to our very first show. For the next hour, I will be taking calls and answering questions to help you with your small business or your dream of owning a small business. You may be asking yourself, what makes this lady qualified to do this? And I'll tell you, experience. So in a minute, you can call and ask me anything. My experience is deep and wide, and my advice is free. Unbelievable. 40 years ago, with just $400, I started Arkansas Flag and Banner. Since then, it's morphed into flagandbanner.com with sales nearing $4 million. That's worth saying again. I started Arkansas Flag and Banner with just $400, and today we have sales almost $4 million. I started by selling flags door-to-door, then went to telemarketing, next mail order and catalog sales, and today we rely heavily on the Internet. In addition, over the last 40 years, I've navigated flag and banner through two recessions and two wars. When people find out I'm that woman who owns Arkansas Flag and Banner, they often say, oh, I've heard about you, and begin asking me business advice. I amaze even myself with all the knowledge I've gained. If you call me for advice, you will not be given textbook answers or theory, but you will be given candid advice from a real world experience. So be prepared for the truth. It's not always easy to hear. For instance, you may not want to hear this. In business, there are very few overnight successes. Starting and owning a business takes persistence, perseverance, and patience. When I started Arkansas Flag and Banner, I supplemented my income by waitressing, all while I peddled my flags door to door. After nine years, did you hear me? Nine years of working a part-time job, the company been to grow and solely support me. My first hire was a bookkeeper to handle the clerical side of my business. My first expansion was to begin the manufacturing of custom flags in-house. So a sewing department developed. The next decade ushered in Desert Storm War. Flags were scarce, so a screen printing department was hurriedly built to meet consumer demands. In addition to sales and manufacturing, Flag and Banner now has a purchasing department, a shipping department, technology department, marketing department, call center, and a retail store. And I spearheaded the development of every one of these departments. My experience is deep and wide, and my advice is free. You'll be able to call me in just a minute. But before we start taking calls, I want to introduce the people at the table with me. We have Tim Bowen, our technician, who will be taking your calls and pushing the buttons. Hello. And my guest entrepreneur today is R.J. Martino, founder and president of IPROV in Little Rock, Arkansas. Fifteen years ago, IPROV started by creating websites for a few local businesses. Today, their clients are nationwide. R.J. says... IPROV is an IT managed service provider and digital marketing agency. My favorite thing RJ says about himself is he's always been passionate about all things web. RJ's been written up in many publications, some of which are Arkansas Business Magazine, Inc.com, and Stack Overflow. 
What a great guest to answer your questions, not just about how to start and run a small business, but also about how to build and market your website. Welcome to the table, RJ Martino, president and founder of iProv. Hey, So, RJ, what does IT managed service provider and digital marketing agency mean and do? You know, I've always told people in a simplistic view of what we do, we are the full-time IT department for about 30 to 50 organizations in the state of Arkansas. That means anything you'd expect your IT department to do, whether it's get on the phone and sit on hold with Comcast because the internet's down, fix a printer because the printer's broken, or design and develop a server infrastructure, everything you'd expect your IT department to do, that's what we do. That's a lot. Oh, it's a ton of work. Most people want to specialize. They either want to do desktop support, they want to do uh, networking, or they want to do web development. Are you saying you do all of those things? Yeah, we've got two different divisions. So you talked about your divisions. We've got a IT division, and then we've got a marketing division where, again, we are the full-time marketing department for about 50 to 60 organizations around Arkansas. What I found out was that most people do want to specialize and want to be just the guys who fix the computers. And what I learned after a decade of doing this, just like what you described, I did this for a decade and was just scraping by for 10 years until I realized what my customers wanted is they wanted results. They didn't care if the computer worked or didn't work. They didn't care about the billable hours. They just wanted it to work. So we changed our model to be one flat fee and we would handle all of their problems. Really? One flat fee? Yeah. I need to go back to using you. <laughs> you know, for a long time, but we would just, I, I would do the same thing as we sup, I supplemented my income through doing hourly projects here and there or special projects. And it takes a long time to build a business. I mean, yes, that's how we met. Oh, I hired you for a special project. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is uh, I saw you, we started working together after you had seen success. So I saw you as almost like everybody probably sees me as an overnight success. And it's great to hear other business owners and talk to them and realizing there is no such thing as an overnight success. You probably didn't know all that about me, did you? No. I was sitting over here smiling because (laughs) I thought, man, I thought this was all just handed to Carrie. Right. <laughs> you seem like the gun person that just attracts success, but it's good to hear that it's hard work for all of us. For everybody. So you can call in and talk to us. Uh, Tim, what number do they call? The number to call is 501-433-0088, and we will take your questions. Yes, I think RJ is a great uh, guest today because, like I said, he started his own business so he knows what that's like but everybody today is interested in how to get on the web and a lot of people think if you build it they will come and that is so not true you know we did that for a long time i can't tell you how many times we built the most beautiful website you could think of and we spent a lot of money on a lot of client money on the beautiful website and then out of nowhere uh, we'd post it and nobody would come to the site. We always said, it's like putting a, a billboard in the middle of a desert. Oh, I like that. All right. So RJ, when I first met you, you were dabbling in real estate. So you're not just, you're like so many entrepreneurials, but more specifically, you were doing apartment complexes. Tell me how you got into that and if you're still doing it and what you've learned. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think like most entrepreneurs, you see opportunity everywhere. I mean, I walked in and the second you told me about what we were doing today, I thought, what a wonderful opportunity. I mean, the people that I'm going to get exposed to is great for me, uh, but also the people that are listening to this. I know I'm dying to hear other entrepreneur stories. So I see opportunity everywhere. And this was back in 2004, whenever I got started. And if you remember, which you probably do, and some of you listeners remember, is that the real estate market was just exploding. And it was the wildest thing. I would buy a piece of property, do nothing at all. And six months later, it increased in value by 15, 20%. And it was, I thought I was going to be a billionaire that way. Boy, the good old days. Okay, so you see uh, opportunities everywhere. I know it drives me crazy. I wish I had millions and millions of dollars, but you can, you just can't do everything you want to do or hours and hours of time nobody gets an extra hour in the 24-hour day we're all working in the same um 24-hour span that's right so you started this you started doing real estate thought you were going to get rich are you still doing it well so i'll tell you that story real quick but i would so i would take money out of the it business and invest it into real estate and so you already had your it company yep I, at the time i already had the it company but i would pull the profits out of that and throw it into this real estate well unfortunately in 2008 that market just collapsed and the stuff that i was buying that i thought was worth let's say a hundred thousand dollars was really worth about sixty thousand it was a tough time to be in the real estate business and unfortunately I was doing like everybody else I was leveraging was the the big term back then I was borrowing every every bit of it that I could buy borrow I would borrow all of it uh, it was a scary place to be and had I listened to mentors that were telling me to be very careful I wouldn't have been in that I'll tell you one of the things that's that that has allowed me to be as successful as I am is finding other business owners mentors and people that have done it before that's why these listeners are getting so much out of this is they're gonna get in an hour uh, what took me a decade to learn yeah, but we don't learn. We don't listen. You know, one of the great um, travesties of life is that wisdom is not transferable. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I know, right? You know, because those guys were telling me there were there were so many uh, red, you know, red lights, warning signs all the way through the whole process, and you if just it's good, too good to be true. It's it is. too good to be true. <laughs> Oh, you, and it's funny you say that because I, we've said that over and over, me and uh, a couple of partners that have done some real estate deals together, is you find these deals that you just think are, it's too good to be true, and it is. So you're still doing real estate? Uh, still doing real estate. Uh, I am trying, I've paired it back, so sold the apartments, sold all the multifamily, so I've either got single family or commercial. And those, uh, that's because what you just described is eventually you diversify so much that you realize time is the most valuable asset we all have. And I don't don't care if you're an entrepreneur or if you are an employee and you're you're retired time is the most valuable asset you have and the least i think sometimes that you have well i don't know money may be the least thing that you have i think that's interesting too that every entrepreneur has almost bankrupted themselves once or twice oh and we've we've all at the very least, we've all been in valleys. We've all been in low times. I heard Mark, Mark Abernathy say one time after August in Arkansas was such a bust, he said, you know, the problem with entrepreneurs is they start believing their own bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he really thought August in Arkansas was going to be a great idea, and it just didn't work out. And well, he, he took him years to pay it back. But how many times has that 
that same positive mental attitude really paid dividends. That's because right. If we listen to all of the reasons why something couldn't happen, if you listen to all the reasons to say no, and you don't fight those fights, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today either. You know, that's exactly right. In fact, I think that's one of the things that I would like for this show to be about is about following your dream, listening to life. Uh, you do have to be prudent. I do believe that. But you also have to be courageous enough to take those first steps. So how did you start your uh, IT business? Uh, so I'll tell you the kind of the, the short version, and then I'll, I'll tell you kind of extended from there. So mm-hmm. originally, I was working as a network administrator, an IT guy for a ad agency. And that ad agency at the time didn't provide website development. They had clients that needed websites. And like all entrepreneurs, uh, I think I can do anything. And I said, hey, I can do that. I can solve that problem that you have. I can itch that scratch you can't scratch. Uh, so uh, Roxanne, who's my sister and co-founder of iProv, she did all the artwork and I would develop these websites. And slowly but surely we started getting more and more clients. There was also, kind of parallel to that, the op- this opportunity called uh, the Governor's Cup, which was a business plan competition. And I don't know if you or if any of the listeners have heard about the Governor's Cup, but it's a it's a wonderful, I don't know, is it an extension? You might know. Do you know it's, it's Arkansas extension? Capitals. Uh, scholarship business, fund. It's a and business plan competition where yes, uh, we would do every, you literally are competing with others who have written similar business plans. And the good thing that we got out of that is we wrote a business plan start to finish. We wrote a business plan. Did they we, help you? Uh, we had a mentor, uh, a professor, a, a college professor that kind of helped guide us to How'd how to How did you find out about that? Uh, one day in class, uh, a, uh, I've always been uh, real ambitious, and most of the people around me know that I'm always looking for opportunities. And a professor came to me and said, hey, uh, Arkansas Capital Corporation has a business plan competition. Do you think you could, you'd be interested in writing a business plan? And I said, yeah, I've never, never done that before. It sounds like fun. So you found out about it through your college. Yep. At UALR, I was studying computer science. I wonder time. if people can enter that aren't in college. That's a good question. I asked Al Hodge from Arkansas Capital to come on next week, but you he's should. got a conflict. He's coming in. He's coming on October the seventh. So we're going to get really deep into how, who's eligible for the uh, Arkansas Governor's Cup scholarship because it's a. I've been several several years. You should, uh, if you're not judging there, they always need more judges too. Jeff, I think. Oh, I'd, that's just what I need to do. Yeah, you need more. Give my opinion to, do. to more people. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so you won. Uh, well, actually, we didn't win. We actually uh, did all of the research. We presented, and we realized how you know how inexperienced we were with writing a business plan we had did all the research but the business itself wasn't fleshed out very well we got second place uh in a in our first competition if i remember correctly did you get any money uh i don't quite remember but i don't think we did man that your memory we're going to talk about that on another show so uh i mean when you're talking about money you ought to remember that one (laughs) uh so um you didn't get your money there. But we wrote a business plan. We had researched and learned everything about iProv, and that is, we, we really built iProv around that business plan. What's interesting is it's it's a completely different business. So I think you're saying that you didn't start with any money, that you sold a website to somebody, and they paid you for it, and you used that money to put back into your business, and then you sold another website, and you took that money, and you, you, and you put that back into your business, and That's you right. did that over and over and over for how long? For to this day, we we don't 
we don't leverage uh, loaned money anymore, uh, ever. We, we never have at iProv. I did that the, with the real estate business, uh, but we've never done that at iProv. I've always just reinvested back what in the company. What did your, uh, the company that you were working for, uh, that was giving you a salary, and you said, I'm going to start taking some of your clients and building them websites. So they didn't see that as a conflict of interest. Uh, actually, I went to them. I went to the owner, and we were close friends. We're close friends to this day. I love them to death. And I said, I'm going to start this uh, new business called iProv. I want you to have 10% of it. And uh, if you're fine with that, then I'm going to get started. And he gave me his blessing. Uh, that business uh, is no longer in business anymore. Uh, but it, it, it Are you was, still partners? Uh, w- no, we're not. Uh, after the... Two years later, we bought his shares of the company. Some things in his personal life made him get out yeah. of the Yeah, so I think that's really nice that your um, that the owner of your company, or the owner of the company you were working for, was not jealous or greedy and did not want to try to squelch your opportunities. I find that working for me, one of the most important things I do is mentor the people that have good ideas. If yeah. you have a good idea, you know, bring it to me and we'll talk about it. I don't want any part of that company. I've got enough to do. But if you want to leave me to go better yourself, it's really hard to lose those people. I don't want to lose them. I can think of several right now that have gone on to be entrepreneurs themselves in other areas of, the, of, um, of, business, of commerce. But you have to be happy for them that they're smart enough to move and go and grow and give them your blessings and mentor them and give them advice and all of that. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. Uh, I take a different approach where often if it's a if it's around the business that we're doing. So right now, one of the latest things we're doing is video production work. Well, they and, can't take that business from you. Well, and, and so I'm That's just thinking, concept. how do we how do we bolt it on, but put them in positions where they're not only uh, held accountable or allow them to do what they want to do, but also uh, compensate them whenever things are going really well with them. And if it's something we don't have an experience with, we try to cultivate entrepreneurship as much as we possibly can but i can't i don't want a conflict of interest oh i agree you know that's no good so unlike me you have a lot of education (laughs) i actually tell people why go to college just jump in there and get started um but you went to college and got a bs in computer science and after starting iprov you decided to go back to college and get a law degree yeah you're crazy, but tell us why. Well, so uh, computer science was the natural track. UALR gave me a great scholarship. There was a program called East Lab, which I was involved in, and still am involved uh, as a mentor or uh, professionally still involved with East Lab. And they gave me a full ride scholarship to the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. I studied computer science. I got out. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. It was a great opportunity. I would have went to college anyways, but I definitely wouldn't have racked up the kind of loan uh, bills that a lot of our graduates are coming out of school with. I just, I think that's uh, life-altering decisions. Yeah, you could buy a house with some of these loans. Oh, it's terrible. And you know what's what's wild is whenever people graduate college and they they literally get their first job with a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and then there's no way I can pay you enough to compensate for that type of debt. And I mean, they just drown forever in it. One of the things I'd like to tell my employees when they come to work is. Um, you have to get to work on time because at college you don't. You have to take a bath because at college you don't. You have to wear clean clothes because at college you don't. I, you know, cover your food in the microwave, uh, put your dishes up in the kitchen. I am amazed at how many college students that I get that don't have any life skills. And I'm not sure 
you know what the answer is to that but um, sometimes a kid that's been not in college that's been out working rather than going to class um, has got some better life skills that work in a business environment better because they they know to you know dress appropriately and wear deodorant and yeah no I agree with you completely and I don't think it's sometimes I think almost always the sooner you can get out into the quote-unquote real world the better you are going to be prepared you start learning things like interpersonal communication you start learning how to present uh, and going back to the last story and uh, whenever I went to my former boss and said I was starting a company it was he was a very gracious guy I loved the guy to death but it wasn't just because I said I'm gonna start this business and you're gonna like it I presented it as an opportunity for him is let me focus on building this business I know I can grow it bigger you're going to be a partner and you're gonna see the fruits of my labor those kind of skills you don't learn in college you don't learn that in high school they're try. there's good programs out there that try to give you that interpersonal communication you learn that in the real world so i agree with you a hundred percent just get out there and get started that's the yes. best way you know a lot of people don't realize that uh, i graduated from a from a, um, a one year's course or that like a votech school so i went to a votech school for fashion merchandising and in 1974 there was one of the biggest recessions we've ever had it wasn't the gas was expensive there was no gas wow people were in fist fights at gas stations to get gas so of course when you know we're in a recession nobody's buying clothes and i just graduated from school from a little votech school to be a fashion uh, merchandiser for what I hoped was Neiman Marcus I wanted to grow up to be a buyer for Neiman Marcus and live in New York and travel to Paris and those were the dreams that I had but it didn't work out and I had to have money and so I took a very you know I took a job selling flags for Betsy Ross flag girls in Dallas sometimes I hear people say when they graduate from school Oh, that's not what my degree's in that's not the field I want to be in and if I had taken that approach if I could have taken that approach I had to have money so I didn't have that option but if I had taken the approach I'm just gonna wait till I get the right job I wouldn't be in the flag business today so you know I think a lot of people have big dreams and I think you need to be a big dreamer and have big dreams and follow your dreams but if they do move in another direction, you're never going to find a dream if you're sitting on the couch. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't tell you. I, I said it earlier. The business we planned in a formal business plan is nothing like what it is today. You have to, in life, pivot as obstacles come in your way because it's going to happen. You know, you had a dream to be a buyer one day and that di that didn't work out. So you pivoted. And we t you hear this term pivot all the time. Uh, but... It's always been a necessity. Every You can start in a certain direction today, but in five months, you're going to learn of an obstacle that you never thought of. But the key is just get started. Like, take the job and see if you like it. And if you don't, pivot from there. But you got to take opportunity. I mean, it, it drives me crazy how often people say, uh, my degree's not in that, so I don't think I'm going to do it. Instead, I'm going to sit here and keep living off credit cards. Yeah, and uh, actually, my job where I learned the flag business, I pivoted because I didn't like that guy very much. And uh, so I ended up uh, moving back home and realized there was no flag company in Little Rock. And so I 
started my business, uh, like I said in the introduction. So yeah, you do have to pivot. And it's funny you should use that word because the other day I was reading and it said, which of these four cardinal rules, and not Roman Catholic cardinals, but rather the Latin meaning of hinge, thus being pivotal rules, best explains your management style. So when you think of four cardinal rules, they're not religious rules, they're pivotal rules. Mm -hmm. So listen, okay. RJ, prudence, temperance, we can actually talk about all these if you want to, justice, and fortitude. Wow. Whoa, what a heavy yeah. question, right? I need, I need a dictionary <laughs> just to be able to So let's take the first one, words. prudence. Prudence is not just about being conservative. It's also about being uh, wise and think thoughtful. Sure. I, that's not mine. Well, I don't. I, I go crazy. I just jump off the I've, ledge. I've met guys that are very good at that. You know, they can analyze a problem and come to a conclusion. I, on the other hand, uh, will get analysis by paralysis if I allow myself. And so I just don't allow myself to do that. I can't overanalyze. I am a guy that will say, we got to make a decision today. Making the wrong decision is a lot better than making no decision at all. And what drives me crazy is meeting people that can't make a decision. Make a decision. That's me. Oh, it's just, I mean, I, I think you got to be that way. And I don't know if I started that way. I probably didn't now that I think about it. I probably was trying to be a lot more uh, uh, strategic in a lot of my decisions pre in, in my early career. Uh, but what you realize is that you can analyze it all day. But at the end of the day, it's a coin flip. And you've got to just land on heads or tails and then go from there. I wonder if that's uh, in all the DNA of all entrepreneurs. Because I can't even go out to eat with people who can't make a decision about what to eat on the menu. I'm like, just give me the damn menu. You're grabbing the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one is temperance. Okay. Temperance. That sounds like uh, no decision at all. What is no, temperance? Temperance is your temper. How 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 even killed you are. Okay. So is that a strength? Are you calm in a storm? Are you even killed all the time? I can tell you right now, I am. My pendulum swings both ways to the extreme. So that's not me either. Yeah, I think I think that that might be a commonality with entrepreneurs. I would love to hear. I mean, I can't wait to continue to listen to your show and Aww. and you ask these same questions to other people because I'm the same way too. You know, sometimes you just feel down in the dump and sometimes you feel like you are high as a kite. It yeah. is a roller coaster being an entrepreneur and I mean, you I wouldn't take it away for anything in the world, uh, but sometimes you feel I heard uh, 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 the founder of Candy Bouquet once say uh, sometimes you feel like an entrepreneur and sometimes you feel like entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing that one down. It just feels, you know, it, so I would love to be even killed. You meet those people who are just, uh, you know, even killed all the time. And you think, man, I would love to be like that. Nothing bothers that guy. Uh, that's not me. I mean, and I, I, I think there's pros and cons to that. Like, yeah, he's, he's even killed all the time, but he doesn't feel, he doesn't seem passionate about anything. Me, on the other hand, you know if I'm in all in because I'm my eyes are bigger, I stand up straighter, my my voice tone probably increases. So, yep, I'm I, not uh, temperance is probably a problem for me. I would not have guessed that about you. <laughs> I really, I wouldn't have. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you, you. I mean, I would not. I mean, you do give great hugs, so you are really, you know, gregarious. <laughs> but I would not have thought you were a pendulum swinger. Uh, justice. 
Okay. What do you, what does justice mean? Doing to the you, right man? things and being fair. This one is me. Oh yeah, I think you gotta be. I mean, I don't. I always say because of our Arkansas is just a small state. You know, doing the right thing uh, goes a long way, and doing the right thing even whenever it hurts. You know, even when it's not easy. There are number. I I mean, there's hundreds of times where you know legally, as a company, we're in the right. Uh, contractually, what they signed off on were in the right. Uh, and we are, I'm just making up an example here, but okay. we are owed that money. That money is ours for all intensive purposes. But you, you, you do the right thing and you, you kind of stand in their shoes and you say, you know what? It's probably not worth the fight. It's probably better if we just do the right thing and give them the money because they're not happy. For no other reason than they're just not happy. We've got one more to ask him but give us our give the phone number again for us tim what is it it is 433-0088 give us a call yeah if you want to talk to um rj or me about any business question about your small business that you actually own and currently are having issues with marketing hiring that's always a big one sales advertising manufacturing procrastination i mean i've had them all it was no problem at all to come up with like 52 topics one for each week when i did this it took me like 30 minutes so the last one to talk about is fortitude and that's perseverance um fortitude and perseverance you uh, got that one we've I mean, all you, got that you got one. to that's what i said i mean we we were scraping by for a decade and uh, that's that's just part of it. I mean, how many? It, it stinks that as entrepreneurs, we are, you know, positive to a fault. You know, you will keep cutting checks uh, for payroll, even though you see the sink, the 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 boat sinking. I mean, we are positive to a fault, uh, but that has paid off so much because it, it, it's always darkest before dawn. It always turns around in the last second, and if you don't have that grit. You might as well not even get started because it's no business is easy. I've been a part and have friends in every business in the world. And if you don't have that grit, if, if you are not committed to your future self, you know, if you don't have a vision of what the future looks like and you're just committed to it, rain or shine, uh, it's, it's, it's not for you. Are you a daydreamer? Um... I don't think so. I, you know, I'm just, I always stay busy. So When you dreamed about yourself as a, when you were young and you dreamed about growing up, what did you see yourself doing? Like I'd saw myself wearing nice clothes and living in New York City. Yeah, I saw myself swimming in coins like uh, uh, Donald Duck's Uncle, Uncle Scrooge. Did oh, you God. oh, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've so always, you wanted to be rich. I, that's, what, uh, that's what I thought I wanted all of my life. I think we everybody up, does. Well, we grew up without any money. I mean, you know, uh, and I think... I thought money was going to solve all of the problems. So as a young it child... It does solve a lot. Oh, it does. I mean, there are many of problems that stem from the lack of money. So it definitely does. I think um, I think that's that being rich is really important. When I hire and interview employees, and now I'm giving out my secret to everybody in the world if they're listening, um, I always ask them why they want to work. And if someone says, because I like to help people, I'm like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, you got to want to work because you like money. Those are the people I want to work for me. Uh, the people that are uh, that are ambitious, want money, um, want to buy things. Because if you don't have, if you don't want money, I'm not even sure why you're working. 
Well, especially especially in the sales world. You know, if you've got a guy who yeah. wants to sell for you, uh, but wants an outrageous salary and doesn't care about commission. Oh, no. I just think, man, you know, if you don't want commission, why are you wanting to be in sales? You know? Yes. Oh, in sales, that's really important. Yes. And, um, yeah. And well, I guess you know in that- nursing, you want people that help people. But in my business, because I'm in, we're in sales, I, you know, I sell products. Of course, you have a very graphic company. You probably like artists that, mm. you know, they probably have different reasons you hire them. But yeah, you're right. It's in sales. You really want people to say, I want to work because I need the money and I want the money. Yeah. Because I find that a lot of people that don't um, need money or have to have money, I don't, they wouldn't, I wouldn't be here where I am today if I had had or you had had uh, wealthy parents. You know, I struggle with that right now. I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I think, man, I hope they've got that same drive because I don't know if I would either. I told you, my future self, I was swimming in money. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> that was a lot of my drive early on is I wanted money. And uh, if if our kids don't, ha- don't need the money the way that – my mom – she didn't pay for anything and god i love her to death and she would give it to me there was just no money to be had right so if if i were to be given all the things that i give my kids today uh i'm just i'm always have this internal battle if i'm doing the right thing well parenting is a whole nother subject oh and a whole nother show you could do you could do a whole (laughs) show on the guilt of parenting no one told me when i was having my four children what a guilt trip it was i knew it'd be a lot of work but no one said oh and then there's all this whole bunch of guilt that goes with it and you're like what (laughs) well and, and then when they get older you get to be really proud so yeah so it pays off you'll you'll do a fine job so um do leader, you kind of touched on this already, do leaders ever stop in their pursuit of entrepreneurship? Um, you know, this goes to a question that I think you could dig into as you talk to more people too. It is, uh, are entrepreneurs uh, made or built over time? Oh, you know? that's a good one. And I don't know that answer. I know that they teach entrepreneurship in colleges now. I know that uh, it is. I do believe it's a skill that can be uh, honed over time. Uh, But for me, I think I've always just been built on looking for opportunities. And uh, so you're always kind of honing that skill of looking for opportunities. Um, There are so many subjects that we could talk about on topics. Um, One thing you said and I think we need to, we've talked about how great entrepreneurs are, us, and we've talked about how uh, positive they have to be and how you, you just have to always look for the silver lining. But to get down to more the details of running a business, um, talk, let's talk about maybe um, the pros and cons of having employees and i hope your employees aren't listening so let's not do the oh, cons. they are <laughs> they know of the struggles you know one of the things that has been important and that that i found over time was a good thing is just being honest with the employees telling them things that you know that you struggle with so it's uncomfortable but i i always say it's uncomfortable for me to hold you accountable for both you and me but it works out for in both of our favors you're going to go home knowing you are good at your job because i'm going to tell you if you're not good at your job do you thank your employees when they leave every day 
I'm not sure. You know, I probably don't. You should. I probably should do that. Yes. More. I, I hope if someone's listening, if one of the employees. Write that down yeah, and remind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Tell me that tomorrow. <laughs> or you can just go ahead and say thank you right now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Uh, working in your business or working on your business. That one was a hard move for me to make from working in my business to working on my business. And I read this book called... Uh, the Myth. Is it yeah. Myth? Oh, I was going to say, this is... Uh, so yeah. I had a mentor who uh, came to me one day and he said, RJ, you've got a great business, um, but you really need to read this book. I picked up E-Myth and I felt like I was reading my diary. I, know. I mean, it, it, it was speaking to me like no book had ever spoke to me. Uh, I don't think I would have appreciated it until I had done it for 10 years. I don't think that, I think uh, if I would have read it day one, I would have rolled my eyes at it and said, this is going to be easy. Uh, but after a decade of running the business, Emith read like my diary. And it talked about how important it was to work on the business. Because before that, I wasn't. I was just in the business every day. I sewed flags. I sold flags. I wrote checks. I answered phone calls. Yeah. And all with good intentions. Thinking, I shipped Well, flags. thinking you were doing the right thing. I know. And uh, uh, working on the business is critical. And for people that don't know what that means, yeah. in the E-Myth, they talk about how this woman was great at making pies. And that she made pies and she made pies and she made pies and she stayed in the... And she decided she was going to start her own business. And so she began to sell pies and then as her business grew so you know i'm paraphrasing so sure. correct me if i say something wrong and so she um she kept making pies in the back thinking she was the only person good enough to make the pies and she never would teach anybody else how to make the pies and so her business could never grow bigger than the amount of pies that she could cook in one day that's right is that right? No. And you realize at some point, even if you're growing, and we were growing, uh, but at one point I was the thing that was starting the business. And the business wasn't growing unless I was out there doing it. And so I was the one that was selling something. Then I'd come back and do the work. And then at some point you realize that you become the bottleneck of growth. Because you think you need to control everything. You think that you've got to, I don't have any time because i got to write the invoices. I don't have any time because i got to do the work. I don't have any time because now i got to go sell it. And over time, you become the thing that's keeping you from growing. Uh, so, Emith is a great book that describes The bottleneck it. of the growth. I like the way you said that. That is exactly right. So, she finally quit making pies in the e, in the e myth and uh, began to teach somebody else her recipes and now she could she has two people making pies and she can now sell twice as many pies and she went out to the front counter and began to meet her customers and began to hear what her customers wanted and then she was like oh they want a cherry pie instead of a pecan pie so now she's making what the customers want and yeah it's a i see this over and over when i talk to entrepreneurs about how to they talk to me all the time about how they cannot find good employees so they cannot grow their business because nobody can do what they do. Right. And that to me is the e-myth. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. And one of the re and and I even go to these breakfast luncheons and they'll ask me to come and speak and you can go around the table and one of the number one and this has probably happened to you but but you can think about this question. What's the number one thing people ask you when they want to start a business? And mine is they ask me how or they tell me they've got a small business, but I can't grow it because I can't find good employees. And I have two answers for that. You either can't hire or you don't know how to train. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. 
And then the third one, I guess, if you were going to say one, is you're not quick to fire. Sure. That's the accountability metric that we that I talked about earlier. Is it's, it's hard. Oh, it's hard. It's uncomfortable for everybody. But, you know, by not holding someone accountable, by, let's say, not firing somebody, you're not doing them any favors. No, I've been fired from three jobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. They, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it allows them to go out and do something that they are probably better fit for. Exactly. But on the flip side and you said it earlier is that you've you've got to have a plan whenever you hire somebody so many times small business owners you see them hire somebody because they think that they're the right person but there's no training plan there's no uh what they're supposed to do they don't know they're just going to bring the person in and hope they do good work and that was our first probably 10 hires uh and you know we made a mistake early on where the first things we started hiring we we were trying to hire sales guys uh, you know, just, oh, they look like they can sell. We're going to bring them in and they're going to be sales guys. And that was a, that was a mistake. We, we made many mistakes. Why was people. that a mistake? Because we didn't have a training plan. We didn't have a way to hold them accountable. So what'd you do? Just give them a map and throw a dart at it and say, go out there and start selling? Gave them, gave them the yellow pages and oh, said, just oh, about? You're, you're, you're a <laughs> member of the Chamber of Commerce. Can't you sell something? Uh, we didn't have a training plan at all. And so it was nothing that they were doing. It right. Was, it was it was our fault that they were failing. But for some reason, I would go home and complain about we had the wrong sales guys. Yes. No. RJ, you, you got the wrong leader in that in that position. So. Ah, you figured it out. A lot of people never figure that out. So, um, and you talk about your daily tasks. How does one of your How does your day look like in a day's time? What does an entrepreneur's day look like? I always tell people it is my job to remove obstacles so that you can be more successful. I am. That's good. I'm uh, using that. It's still, it's good. It's still good. I probably stole it from. You're somebody gonna email else. me that. Text yeah. me that later, okay. will you? Will. But that's really what I'm doing. Is every day I'm kind of fighting fires, making sure that we can remove specific obstacles gotta, uh, so that they call. can be successful. I love it. We got a phone call. Call. Hello. Hello. Great topic. Thank you. You going to start your business or you own one? Well, I was going to make a comment about hiring people and so forth. I've worked in retail for 35 years, retail sales and marketing and so forth. And the gentleman made an excellent comment about and, and about hiring somebody and not having a job description. Yeah. That's absolutely essential. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I mean, you're That's right on. absolutely essential. And, and the thing about salespeople, uh, I work in the retail automotive industry I have for 25 years. Salespeople, effective salespeople come in all shapes and sizes. And great salespeople are a mirror of society. They might look like your mom or dad. So when you think of a salesperson, you might think of some good-looking person or nice hair or whatever or flashy. That's not always the case. Oh, Some agree. of the best salespeople I've ever employed were in their seventies. Yeah. Really? Well, absolutely, it, absolutely. Some of our best, some of our best salespeople have been quiet. You know, guy, you think of a salesperson, well, and you think of this, uh, you know, almost flamboyant uh, or maybe, yeah, you know, you, you th- slicked hair, talk yeah. fast talker, and some of our most successful well, sales guys aren't that way at all. I don't, I don't even have any hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And, and this is a very, this is where it starts. This is a very fundamental thing. If you were Wikipedia or a dictionary, and I said define salesperson, what would your definition be? I don't know. What? 
See, that's the thing. Is this a joke? No, 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 no. But if you can't define it, how can you fill the job? Oh, that was a trick question. One of the best definitions I've ever seen of a salesperson is this. A salesperson is an individual that influences another individual to take advantage of his product or service. That's so well said. I'm writing it down. Yeah, that's, that's it. Short, that's it. sweet. So to a the salesperson point. is an influencer, and a salesperson leads. They don't push. And God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. To listen. You listen to twice as much as you talk, and the average consumer will tell you how to sell them. That is so true. It took me a long and time I've, to learn that. I've sold everything from candles door-to-door to million-dollar projects. Hey, you need a job? I need a salesperson. He's good. <laughs> well, I've, I've, got, I've got a great job with a great company. But Darn. you're right, and I'm, I'm going to leave you with a four-legged stool before I get off the line, okay? Oh, give it to me. This is management's responsibility for staff. First one, hire the right person. And that goes with a lot of things, researching what the job is, what you want out of the individual, do they know their job? Number two, do they know what their job is? And are you equipping them with introduction, training, uh, or, or whatnot to facilitate their ability to do their job? In other words, give them the tools they need, okay? Yes. Number three, do you give them feedback on their performance, good or bad? It's just as important to give good feedback performance as it is bad feedback performance, because how else are they going to know what you expect? So when they do a good job, for God's sake, tell them. I love now, it. Oh, yeah. That brings us to the last leg of the stool. I'm on edge. I'm waiting. You fire, you fire the right person. Fire the right person? That means you fire a person that doesn't... That firing a person only applies with good conscience... If you've done the other three legs of the stool. Oh. And if you haven't, it's as much management's fault as the is as the is the individual that the job didn't work out. So don't fire the wrong person is actually what right. you're saying. But it goes back to hiring the right person. But if you've done all those things And sometimes no. people think the Maverick is the wrong person, but actually sometimes the Mavericks are the best people who think well, out of the box are really old, good. We we got an old saying when you have a sales staff we call the maverick the pepper in the pot. If you got a ball, if you got a pot of chili, and it's a little bit bland, put a couple of peppers in there to liven things up. Because sometimes they move the needle for the entire organization. Sure. Yeah. I, I love it. I've taken a lot of your time, and I appreciate the air time. Okay? I loved your yeah. phone call. Thank you. What was you. your name, caller? Uh, my name is Bob. I and knew you, he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, what? Bob. What? You can even spell Bob backwards, B-O-B. Really? <laughs> Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye, Thank Bob. you. I knew he was going to say Bob. <laughs> no, I knew that. What do y'all think? Did y'all all think that? I'm I sure. like Bob. I like Bob. Yeah, he was He good. was smart. Too bad he's got a job. <laughs> I put him in sales manager. I put him in uh, human resources. So, you know, human resources are really the backbone to me of the company. Um, your company is only as good as the people that are there mm-hmm. a great company is full of great people you know i never nobody ever told me the hardest part of starting a business is having the right people i always thought it was get more customers service the customer 
make the money. I thought that's how it worked. The other thing I think salespeople, if you're thinking about starting a business out there, I want to give you this tip that I've seen over and over. And people will make a great product or have a great idea. And they just decide, oh, we get another phone call. Hold on. I'll get your call in just a second. And, and they have a great idea. But sometimes they get the money before they have sales. So if possible, you want to get your sales before you go buy 10,000 of these widgets. Yeah. And fill your warehouse up with widgets and then go, oh, now i got to go sell them. You need your sales first and then you buy your widgets one at a time all right did you did we have another phone call come in uh no it looks okay like, but it, i think we could do the wrap-up we got about 10 minutes left wow this time just flies by with it's you been i know right good it's been, it's been y'all are great you've been a great guest so i think it's important uh like we were saying about um making sure you have sales first because i see people all the time make the mistake of investing all their money before they know how to sell it. Oh, I agree. You know, and that's kind of like the tail. That's kind of like the tail wagging the dog. Yep. Yeah, we see it even in the 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 technology world where people will end up spending two, three times the initial budget because they keep wanting to add, let's say, features on a software project. So I know we got to wrap it up, but I can't believe that no one has called in and asked RJ web questions because everywhere I go, somebody says, hey, tell me about Google AdWords on um, flagandbanner.com. And uh, and I'm like, well, have you got like three months? Because it yeah. takes forever to learn that business. I don't even think Google knows how it works. Hey, if listen, you ever, yeah. if, if anyone has any questions after this, just uh, get in touch with Carrie. She can she can get you in touch with me. Yeah, you can go to upyourbusinessupyourbusiness.org and uh, send emails, and uh, I'll forward them on to RJ. Um, but, yeah, the web, I can't believe no one's called and asked you any uh, webmaster. I don't even think they use that word anymore, <laughs> webmaster, do they? But you are a master of the web, okay. all things web. Uh, so I don't even think, I, I don't, I can't believe no one's called and asked you a question because they always want to know about Google AdWords. And, they change it constantly. Uh, I mean, and it, there are more new avenues every day. Now there's Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, Snapchat advertising. And you know what I'd like to say about Facebook advertising? What's because that? I've been on the internet. This is going to shock people when I tell them this. I've been on the internet since 1995, since the day it opened. I bought, that's why I got such a good name, flagandbanner.com. Uh, but so I could just teach the web. I mean, I, I, have made, I have almost bankrupted Flag and Banner because of that web business so many times you know they just oh god they'll just say you know do this and it's going to work great and it doesn't so um i forgot what i was going to say about the you were talking about facebook oh facebook advertising yeah it's the best it's the best bang for the buck it is i mean i i was hoping you were going to go that way and not talk about how because if it's not working for you Uh uh, you might be doing something wrong oh it's it's the best but it's cheap and targeted so anything else you want to say about the internet before we go and about how to advertise on the website because i feel like we really hadn't done that what what platform do you like to use to build if you were just a stay at home what platform would you use to build your website if if we're talking about building a website i don't care a website is a a marketing tool and it's just one arrow in your quiver but can't you just build it yourself by some of these yourself so who would you go to blue coast or who are those people Uh, there are hundreds of them out there i I can't even think of wordpress.org or dot com oh yeah you do love wordpress yeah we're we're big wordpress fans and it's easy there are you know every type of uh uh, square you know there are so many do-it-yourself tools out there i think when you buy a domain name 
that you also, I think when you buy a domain name, that they also, Network Solutions, I think they'll also say, yeah. help, let me let me build you a website. GoDaddy will do the same thing. I mean, oh, yeah, building the website is step one. It, it's again, it's putting a billboard in the desert. Now you got to get out there and you got to market that thing. You know, we don't even do yellow page advertising at all anymore. Uh, I mean, I I, I can't fault you for that. There are certain instances where Yellow Pages works. In the 80s, we advertised in seven states, and in the 80s, spent $11,000 a year on advertising in oh. Yellow Pages and thought that it almost broke us to do that. But we were trying to get the seven states that touch Arkansas. I mean, that's the future of the web is that it used to be that easy. People used to just buy a Yellow Page ad and be done because that's how businesses were found. And it's changing. And if you want to be on the right side of history, uh, you better start learning how to do internet marketing. And I think that's been our big growth factor is that you, every business is trying to figure that out. You have to have, even if you just, even if you don't want to sell on a shopping cart and you don't have anything to sell, today you have to think of the web as yellow page advertising and you have to throw up at least a home page to say, here's our phone number, here's our directions to our building, and here are our hours you have to at least have that even yeah. if you don't want to sell anything even if you don't want any more business i'm using the web and your website as a way to validate who you are and what you say i use it to look up phone numbers oh yeah i mean we don't i mean we've all got the yellow pages in our pocket right now i'm looking at it alongside with facebook it is my smartphone yeah uh, and that's 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 the future okay so i think we're going to wrap it up it's great great first first day and guess what i just got back from cuba and I brought back a cigar. And for being my first guest, you get a cigar Are from you Cuba. kidding? No! This is my, you know how fast this went, too? This is awesome. I appreciate it. And you've just made it enjoyable. So uh, if I can do anything to help you or your listeners, don't hesitate. Just uh, reach out to me and ask me. You are welcome. Thank you so much. I love you, RJ. All right. If you would like to hear today's program again or download a free copy... Go to upyourbusiness.org. All of our live shows are available online within 24 hours. Find this and other helpful resources to help you live the American dream.